Hey, Don, where's the most smelliest place you've ever been? Oh, I know this. Um, <laughs> in the summertime, in uh, Yosemite, in one of those horrible pit toilets. Because uh, you know that it's just a gigantic uh, hole in the ground. Yeah. It gross. is so bad. One of my brides calls it, <laughs> one of my brides calls it poop stew. <laughs> you're just because you know i'm up there all the time working and like thank god i hardly ever go up there in the summer but because of covid like we're able to do a job this week up there yeah and i'm just like oh man because like when you you just walk by one of them when it's sweltering hot and Mm -hmm. you can smell it from like the freaking parking lot it's Uh, just it's uh, that is for uh, sure for sure the smelliest place i've ever been yeah, you're going to experience it starting on Thursday when you come with me to do a job. I was just going to say Fresno, California. Mm. <laughs> I'm Dawn. And I'm Tara. And this is the Crazy Lady Chronicles. In today's episode, we will be sharing funny stories from the worst jobs we ever had. This is going to be a good one, guys. Buckle up. <laughs> Tara, why don't you start with the um, bowling alley story? Okay, here we go. All right. All right. So I just moved and I was looking for a job and I saw on Indeed that there was a new company that was hiring for employees. And there was like a month before it was actually going to open the grand opening. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's this arcade slash bowling alley. Cool, chill, whatever. Arcade and so- bowling alley. So where was this located? This was located inside a mall. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) It was the worst. I never worked in a mall. Don't you know the general rule that you never work in a mall? Like, no. Oh, it's so bad. Like, I. Oh, man. So you got this. It was a bowling alley arcade inside a mall. It already it already sounds absolutely horrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so bad yeah so i started off in one position ringing up people for the bowling alley the lanes and whatnot and i was actually one out of two people that they saw really great potential in leadership and i was presented with hey we want you to become a lead associate which is a you know a pay grade upgrade or whatever uh-huh. that's called and <laughs> <laughs> and I freaking hated the other person that, that they chose. She was so cutthroat. I've never, okay, like I've heard about, you know, people cutthroat that climb the louder. Bowling alley? Yes. yes. Like, what was oh her purpose? God. Was she like, I'm going to, I'm going to take over the world one bowling alley at a time? Like, why did she care? <laughs> why did she care? Like, that's one of those jobs that you, that you screw around all day because, like, yeah. it's not, you're, it, it's not like she's working in like a law office. You know what I mean? Right? And she, actually yeah. has potential to go somewhere in life <laughs> yeah <laughs> what like, do you mean dude. she was cutthroat like how dude like, explain it was bad it was bad okay so you know i've heard about these type of people in the workplace i've never encountered one myself until this job okay so this is what would happen she would make up scenarios and would other people look bad so she would look better she would literally step over a dead body to get a better position at a bowling alley because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, lady, why do you care? Okay, anyways, I'm, I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to understand. <laughs> so it got to that point where it was so uncomfortable to work with her during certain shifts, especially the night shift, closing shift, which we would be there until 3 a.m., and oh my god she was so miserable to work with like everyone was on edge it was so bad and it got to the point where like what was she was she just really mean was she rude yeah 
she was two-faced. She would be so nice to you. And then you'd hear the rumor she would start spreading oh, about you. Yeah. And, that, and happened, that happens a lot in office jobs too, though. It was bad. But at a bowling alley. <laughs> at a bowling alley. She's going to be that bowling alley queen one day. She's just, and she was older than me. And it was just sad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so wow. I got to that point where I started wearing a name tag with her name on it. So anytime customers <laughs> would come up, I serious? would be rude to them at times and they would report me as her. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> so that's how I got my revenge with her doing <laughs> so that. Like, give me an example of what you would do. <laughs> like, okay, so like a customer would come up and ask me, hey, how do I put the railings up? I'm like, I don't know. Go ask someone else. <laughs> <laughs> And that that went against the grain of who I am as a person, but like that was towards the that was getting towards the point where I wanted to get out of that department badly. So, so I would, would would customers leave bad Yelp reviews? And yeah, are you so, so oh my bad? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, she was so afraid of people knowing her that she didn't even use her real name on a name tag, like. It was funny. I'm like, wow, if you're going to be a horrible person, own up to it. Like 100% own it. But no, you're hiding behind a fake name. You're you're hiding behind a fake name. I don't like you. So what and if, like theoretically, what if she's wearing this fake name and, and a customer was like on Yelp being like, I had the best experience at this bowling alley with this woman named Sally. And like no one would know it was her. No. <laughs> And she was here. She was like trying to climb the bowling alley corporate ladder, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is so funny. But yeah, that's how I got my thrills when I was in that department. It was just wear the same name as her. Oh so what happened? Because you you were saying you told me that you switched to another position. So yeah, what made you do that? Like, tell me some of the stories that made you say, "I can't do this job anymore." So she just made it worse each time I came in to work with her. And it just got to that point where she undermined me and started belittling me. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I can't deal with this type of workplace abuse. I'm not doing it no more. So I switched. I, I, I'm like, I'm done. And unfortunately, the managers sided with her because she kept, you know, telling them so much crap about me. That wasn't true. They're like, yeah, sure, fine. You can go to a different department. We don't need you. That's what hurt the most was how much they believed her versus me, which it was weird. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Places <laughs> like that, like job, like employers don't care, usually don't care about their employees. Mm -hmm. And they'll just believe whatever. Like it's a bowling alley. They don't care. Yeah. The great thing about being a lead associate is you learn these responsibilities. Like, for instance, you can be in the office with the managers and you can watch the cameras and stuff. And mm -hmm. so I learned where all the cameras were and the blind spots. So when I switched over to become a janitor, I knew where I could hang out during the whole entire shift where no one could see what I was doing. I would hang out <laughs> on my phone all day. <laughs> wait, wait. So you were like previously working the front desk, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you chose to move over to being a janitor. Yeah. So what <laughs> So what made you wa wake up one day and be like, you know, I think I want to be a janitor at a bowling alley. Like, that is Low. one of the worst. That's one of the worst jobs. Like, that's below crack whore for me. Yeah. You know, like, I would, you know, I know I said I'd sell my body before working retail, but like, yeah, yeah, seriously bowling alley janitor is where I draw the line. Like, 
Well, maybe. Uh, no, no. That wasn't in my like, right mind. Maybe if like Mr. Beast from YouTube was like, okay, you have to be a janitor at a bowling alley for a week and we'll give you a million dollars. Like, then I would consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What else Dude. you got? You know? Yeah, like that well, is so no. Yeah, no, I was like dealing with a, almost a mental breakdown because of how vicious she was. I just got to that point. Yeah, <laughs> I was I like, it. I went out. I get out. It. I've had jobs <laughs> where I've had to quit. Like I've I've had to walk out before and take an employee mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, because the abuse was so bad. Like, oh man. Uh huh. Oh, it's it happens in offices too. Like it's Jeez. no, it's no different. I'm like, I'm working minimum wage. Like, I'm not dealing with this bull crap. <laughs> I thought you got like a raise for being a lead associate. Yeah. Like, did you well, get a raise from $3 to minimum wage? Like, what would you, <laughs> you said you got a raise, but now you're saying you were out minimum wage. So what, what, yeah. what happened? So the pay grade, didn't they didn't even authorize the pay grade when I was a lead. And I'm like, what the frick? And that's another reason why I'm like, you know, screw it. I'm becoming oh, a janitor. If so I'm going to be definitely- minimum wage... They never even gave you the raise. No, they, it never happened. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Screw that then. Yeah, if I'm going to be paid surprising. the same. Yeah. If I'm going to be the paid the same, then I'm going to go play with poop all day. Like, yeah. screw that. <laughs> well, we all know you're obsessed with pooping. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what They don't know that, Don. They don't know that yet. <laughs> now they do. Now, now you all know. <laughs> uh, like pooping in strange places. <laughs> strange places. <laughs> no that's that was what i told everyone they're like why'd you why'd you switch over to the janitor you're a great lead i'm like because i don't want to deal with people i'd rather deal with their poop (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty bad it's so bad so tell me some stories about when you were a janitor so when i was a janitor you know i would hang out in the blind spots wait until people would call me on the radio to clean up whatever and one time i got a call to clean up some throw up and this is when I realized that teenagers these days are smart, but they lack common no, sense. Not. It's so bad. <laughs> so so I, go, I go and clean up the throw up. I put the kitty litter on and put the partitions over so it's blocked off. And I come back and there's a kid that goes under the partition, walks through the vomit, doesn't even realize they're going through the vomit. What? Which I'm like, how so are they, you they unaware? Out of their way to go underneath these barriers. And yeah. Just walk through vomit. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I then like he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm walking up and I yell, "Hey!" And he looks and he's like, "What's going on?" And I point. And he's like, he realizes he went through the vomit and he just freaked the freak out. <laughs> he You're out. an idiot! You're an idiot! <laughs> oh my god! What a but the, the the great thing about being a janitor is you get away with so much crap. Like you know, well, yeah, because nobody thinks you're going to take the job seriously. No, it's not like you're like, okay, here we go. I am a janitor. I'm going to give this my all. I'm going to be the best janitor in town. Like yeah. nobody does that. You know what, what I mean? Like nobody takes pride in being a janitor. Well, I guess that's not true. I mean, it's the school janitors. Too. They yeah. take pride, but they make bank and they get benefits. This is, that's yeah. different. Like you're yeah. in a bowling alley. Nobody you know, expects you to try. When I, when I was in special ed class. Oh, <laughs> I did be I did befriend the janitor. Yes. <laughs> she was she was so nice. I liked her a lot. In grade school, like so I went to a school in Groveland next to Yosemite National Park. And mm-hmm. so it was a K through eight country mountain school. 
And mm-hmm. so my friend Alicia and I were like best friends in sixth grade. She moved to our school about around then, and which was great because I had like hardly any friends. Nobody liked mm-hmm. me. Um, so, like, I know. So Alicia was the first person to like really accept me for who I was and just be my friend. It was really special. But um, for some reason, we ended up friends with the janitor. I don't even know how this <laughs> happened. I really don't. He was like an older man and he used to bring, he used to like bring us candy and stuff. Like one time him and his wife went to Germany on vacation and he came back with gummy bears for us and the mm-hmm. package was all in German like it was so oh. cool I still have it somewhere in a scrapbook like Aww. it was such a cool thing and we would and then sometimes we would his wife would make really delicious sandwiches for him and we would like mm-hmm. go into a sneak into his office during lunch <laughs> or during break when we were when we needed a snack and we would just yeah. like take bites out of his sandwich and just put it back <laughs> <laughs> So he, would like, so he would be like, girls, stop eating my lunch. Oh, my gosh. Hey, at but least they was, weren't CBD or like CBD gummies, man. Oh, you no, guys that was, tripping that was, balls during that was school. Before, that was way, way, way. How, how young do you think I am? That was way before pot was legal. <laughs> way before. Oh, man. Oh, man. So what else happened when you were a janitor? Because I know you've told me another really funny story. Well, you know, the funny thing about being the janitor at this kind of corporate type of place is they don't give a crap about, like, the toilets breaking down. And many a times I had to go elbow deep in poo water that oh fermented and permeated. <laughs> And, you know, towards the end of me working there, I got to that point where, like, you know, whatever, lack motivation, crap, where to the point I used the same rag I cleaned the toilets with to clean the mirrors, and those mirrors were kissed by teenagers. Wait, they were kissing the mirrors? (laughs) They were kissing the mirrors. What? So you would go in there to clean, and there'd be, like, lip prints on the mirrors? Yeah, it was so gross. Oh, man. It was so gross, man. Natural selection at its best, man. Like, maybe <laughs> right. they could catch some sort of really vile virus and die. And that would just, like, be part of natural selection. It's like, who yeah. is stupid enough to kiss any public space in a bowling alley? Much oh, less man. the bathroom. Like, do Ugh. they don't realize that, like, okay, Mythbusters one time did this test where they put toothbrushes all around a bathroom. Like, they built a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, and the, it was, or they did it, they built like shelves inside their bathroom that was in their studio. And mm-hmm. they put toothbrushes in various parts of the bathroom and they used the bathroom for like a month or something. And they continued brushing their teeth every day in that bathroom with those various toothbrushes. And there was excrement on the bristles, like it, t- the bristles of the toothbrush tested positive for ec- excrement from across Ugh. the room. Oh God. And that's why I don't leave my toothbrush out in my bathroom. It's in a drawer. <laughs> but that's like so gross. every surface of a public bathroom has excrement molecules, I swear. And mm-hmm, that is like, mm-hmm. I just can't, I just can't believe they would kiss a mirror like that. That's disgusting. So, so you would like wash the mirror with this like dirty ass rag and then they would go yeah. and do it again. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Me like, dude, but um. <laughs> So one time I went to the bathroom and, you know, when you go in, there's a big trash can by the door Mm -hmm. and just a few just a few feet away from the diaper changing table. Yeah. Um, So one time I witnessed this lady take the diaper and instead of walking two or three feet to the trash can that was right there, you couldn't miss it. She decided to walk over to one of the stalls and throw it away in the feminine trash can. I'm like. 
Ooh. Why? Because, <laughs> Why? Because pads are like diapers and she thought it was the same thing. I don't know. That is so weird. Maybe she uh, thought that that's where stuff like that goes because that's where like sanitary napkins and tampons go. Yeah. That's uh, just super weird though. I it would, made I mean, no just sense. Toss it into the trash can that's right next to you. Like what's the difference? Yeah. Did she think yeah. that the bowling alley was like recycling <laughs> paper towels or something? Like, oh, don't put it in the big trash can. Then they can't recycle the paper towels. Like nobody's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, the worst part about this job was having to wear fanny packs. <laughs> it was so bad. That's humiliating. That's it humiliating. is. Oh my gosh. You're you like, know, not only are you going to clean the bathroom, but you're going to wear this really outdated and ugly fanny pack. Oh my God. They've yeah. come back into style and I can't even. Like, I was, Mark and I were watching this Netflix TV show. It, it's like a t- it was like a comedy for teenagers. Anyways, it was really cute. But this one girl, man, the way she would dress, she would have like cut off jean shorts, big like combat boots, some sort of a neon or big tennis shoes, one or the other, some sort of like neon T-shirt and then like a neon pink bomber jacket all the way off her shoulders so it's literally just hanging on her wrists and wrapped behind her and then a giant pink fanny pack and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like look at her she looks ridiculous i'm like she looks like somebody went back in time and picked the tackiest girl at my grade school Um. and brought her into netflix like i just i don't understand how all this 80s fashion is back it's everywhere like the big puff sleeves and like it's 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 getting out of hand, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad, oh, but it's, man. oh my God, fanny pack. We're going to add insult to injury by making you wear a fanny pack. No, but no, it got it gets worse. We had to wear visors. <laughs> so, you, so you looked like you were on your way to Florida to retire, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Oh man, the 80s called. They want their crap back, man. <laughs> Oh, You're man. like an 80 year old woman in Orlando. <laughs> Get off my lawn. You know, <laughs> you know, the one thing I enjoyed about that job was getting stuck in their freight elevator for an hour. Oh, my God. What, they didn't even know stuck? where I was. <laughs> OK, what happened? Tell me the story of that. So I was taking out the recyclables and stuff down because you have to take the freight elevator down to the um, trash cans and stuff, which I'm like, I figured out why everyone was so chill because they would go down there and vape. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so one day, wait. Um, so, <laughs> you figured out that the reason that your that your coworkers were all so chill is because they were stoned all day. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So let me go back to what we were talking about. So, if Mr. Beast from YouTube came and said, Don Kelly. <laughs> you if you clean if you work at a bowling alley as a janitor for one week i'll give you a million dollars and yeah. you get to be stoned the whole time like that i could make work yeah <laughs> that'd be the only way that i could manage that i could stomach the job is yeah. if i was definitely you know not in my right mind yeah some sort of substance <laughs> So I was in the elevator, you know, like you do, and I clicked <laughs> like to go do. down, uh-huh. and <laughs> and I was able to throw everything out, and I go back into the elevator, and you know, I'm just waiting around while it slowly goes up, and then it just stops halfway between both levels, and oh, I'm geez. like, 
okay, well, I'm just going to go on YouTube and wait until someone figures out that I'm, you know, in the elevator. <laughs> wait, you had your phone and you didn't, like, call the front desk to say, hey, I'm stuck in an elevator? No, I just wanted to hang out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so when they found you, who found you? A coworker? Um, so I... You know, I tried, you know, on my radio to call people, but, you know, with it being a radio. You had a phone! (laughs) Sorry, I just said that so loud that I caused static. I'm so sorry. You had a phone. The thing is, you're not supposed to have your phone on you. Otherwise, you'll get, like, so many write-ups and then get fired. Oh, okay. So the phone was supposed to be, like, in your locker or something. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes more sense. That makes yeah. more sense. You're like, okay, number one, they're going to find out I have a, my, phone, my phone on me and I'm going to get in trouble. Number yeah. two, I just want to sit here and watch YouTube. That yeah. sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I tried like, you know, two times with the radio and the second time they're like, oh, we're trying to figure out where you were. I'm like, I'm stuck in the elevator. And the only way they were able to hear me was when they walked by the elevator because by the freight elevator is the billiards area where people play pool. Uh. So... Yeah. Someone was walking by and finally heard me and they're like, oh, we were wondering where you were. They've been calling for you. There's been crap that you've been needing to clean. I'm like, yeah, I've been here. No biggie. Hanging out. And you were in there for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's better than the alternative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Having to actually work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. But that that's my story about working at a bowling alley. Oh my gosh. Low awful. ambitions, Don. Yeah. Low ambitions. Uh, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> oh, is it my turn to tell a story now? It is. Yeah. Okay. When I first moved down to the valley from the mountains, you know, it was like 1996. And first I got a job as first I got a job as a sales rep and it was like it was horrible I I only lasted three months because I didn't make my quota so I got fired um Uh and that was the only reason I was so desperate to work in the mall but yeah this like um (laughs) sales company I worked for for three months like I was lured in by this ad in the newspaper saying you know you can make up to five thousand dollars a month and I was like really young and fairly inexperienced with jobs because I'd only been out of college Mm -hmm. for a couple of years. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. Like, I'm going to make so much money. And I did not know that I was going to sell my soul to Lucifer. Like, it was the (laughs) worst. Oh, my God. It was a lot of cold calling. And uh, it was it was so bad. It was so bad. It was just, I hate that whole smiling and dialing day. It was just mm-hmm. like cold calls all day long and you know, people mm-hmm. yelling at you and it was horrible. So anyway, I got fired from that job, which honestly was fine because I hated it. So mm-hmm. I, I got this job at Macy's because I had this like idea that I wanted to work at the makeup counter. And yeah. so I actually got a job um, as a floater at first and I was mostly working the perfume counter, but yeah, it was, it was horrible. Like, Retail is so horrible. People it's are so, so bad. horrible for you. It's like, I oh no. I think I'd rather <laughs> sell my body than work at the mall ever again. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was a side note. So anyways. So this was the first like good job that I got when I moved down here to the Valley. Mm-hmm. And it was at a produce distribution center called Davis Lay. They're not around anymore. I actually got it through a temp agency and I was the receptionist 
and I ended up getting hired on full time, which was really nice. So I was the receptionist and then my, and I sat like right outside the president's office. And then my direct supervisor was the office manager and she was Jeff's assistant. Jeff was the president. So I don't want to use like, use her name just like by chance of somebody who just just because I'm just nervous to use her name. So let's, let's call her Karen. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Well, she her per, she's not a Karen. She's she's not a Karen. She doesn't complain okay. and stuff. She's just really stupid. Okay. She's really uh, stupid. So we're going to call her Bambi. OK. OK. Because <laughs> she was a blonde bimbo is what she was. Oh, my God. OK. So she was. Oh, my God, Tara. It was so bad. OK. So it was really, really hard for me because. I, you know, of course, I'm much more, I'm much more intelligent than a receptionist. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to get like more responsibilities, but she would never give me any responsibilities because she knew that I could do the job better than her. So she really kept me basically down. Just, nope, you answer the phone, you fill up the copy machine, you file these papers, you do the mail. That's it. You know what I mean? Just like really, she just wouldn't let me advance at all because she was intimidated by me. And we even went to a like a training thing and that they were like, uh, you need to quit. Like you need to come work for me instead. <laughs> but she and then she was always like she had really, really terrible time management skills. And she was constantly running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Like <laughs> she was just a mess all the time. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, here she is in her short skirt and her low cut top and her tits hanging out. And like uh. it was just so funny, too, because I was talking about this with my friend Taryn just the other day. We worked together. Th- and this this happened 20 years ago, by the way. It was like oh, okay. 1998, <laughs> 1999. It was a long time ago. Uh. So I was just Taryn and I worked there together. And so we, I, we were talking, she was like, who did she screw to get that job? Because she right? did not know what she was doing <laughs> at yeah. all, at all. So yeah. she was like running around. And so part of her job was she would go into Jeff's office and he would tell, like, she would write down, like, take dictation, what he wanted her to type up or he would write it for her and give it to her. And then she would have to, and like his handwriting girl, his handwriting (laughs) was so bad that nobody could read it. Like Bambi was the only one that could read it (laughs) when I worked there because she had worked for him for several years and had learned his like hieroglyphics. But (laughs) he wrote like he was mentally handicapped. Like you cannot read his handwriting. I mean, Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if he's really a serial killer because you know, like serial killers have crazy handwriting. So like one time his wife was in the office and I had like something he had written down for me to type up and I took it to his wife and I'm like, I can't read this. And so she read it for me and I'm like, thank you. But there were times when I had to circle words and go back into his office and put it on his desk and say, I cannot read this. Mm-hmm. Because, and you can't you can't expect me to type words that don't make any sense yeah. so anyways part of her job was typing up his letters so she would have to type up his letters and then print it out and then take it into his office and have him sign it and then mail it or fax it yeah. or do whatever okay so about once a day no joke once a day she would come into the into the office running around looking everywhere and saying, where did I put that letter Jeff signed? Where did I put it? He's going to kill me. I can't find it. Where is it? And so after about, I want to say it took me a couple of weeks, maybe even a month to get to this point. But I got to the point where I was so sick of her idiocy that 
every single so because basically what she would do is she would come she would come out of his office with a letter and then she would start chatting somebody up and she would set the letter down somewhere and then and then walk back to her office which was in a different building and oh, then forget about okay. it and then yeah. all of a sudden she's like oh my god where's that letter i lost it and so and then she's like looking around she's like have you seen that letter i can't find it jeff's gonna kill me blah 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 because she would look like an idiot if she had to say i have to have you sign it again because i lost it you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. after several weeks of this and I, it's like just so you know i'm the kind of person that i cannot handle stupid people yeah i cannot <laughs> do it like yeah <laughs> It's so hard for me. It's so hard for me. But, and she was stupid about everything. That's the thing. Stupid about literally everything. But this one particular thing really drove me crazy. So (laughs) I would watch her and she would come out of Jeff's office. She would start talking to somebody. She would set the letter down and then she would walk out. I would grab the letter and put it in the shredder. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So every single time she did that, Every single time that she walked away from something, whether it was an important document that couldn't be replaced or whether it was a letter Jeff had signed, I didn't care what it was. If she set it down and walked back to her office, it went in the shredder. Oh, <laughs> Jeff was That's getting funny. so Jeff was getting so mad at her. <laughs> I was thinking like she was able to keep her job because she was sleeping with Jeff. No, no. no? Okay. There, there's a there's a rumor that there may have been some infidelity with him and one of our customers, but yeah. he definitely <laughs> wasn't sleeping with, with Bambi. No. Oh, my God. He, then how did she not get fired? <laughs> it's I don't know. I mean, we were at the point like it's California. If you fire somebody, you have to have a really thick file and you have to have a really, really good reason or they'll sue you. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that was the place. This company was so oh man it was bad like so yeah it was a really really toxic environment and one of the reasons that I'll never ever work for anyone else again because Mm. like I just can't (laughs) people are so stupid people lie people are dishonest but yeah this company was real messed up so Mm -hmm. it's like but like this happens in offices all the time people with and, and, and the thing is is that because Jeff you know had had her as his assistant for so many years he thought that that's what assistants were like. So when we merged and she left the company and I finally took over her job and was kicking butt and like doing everything perfectly and right, he was like, my God, I never realized what a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible assistant Bambi was until you took <laughs> over her job. And I'm like, I, I said, she, she wouldn't let me have any responsibility. She was mm-hmm. constantly, and he's like, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that was... That was that one. <laughs> I wonder what Bambi's up to today. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Like she, when she left Davis Lay, she actually got a job. <laughs> this is hilarious. Again, who'd she screw to get this job? Um, <laughs> but she got a job like, she got a job as a general manager for a Jack in the Box store. Do you have any <laughs> idea what goes into that job? <sighs> that she would, ha- she would have to order all of the, food not order too much and not order too little she would have to balance budgets she would have to do 
She would have to take care of getting payroll sent in. She would have to hire people, manage them, and fire people. So about, I want to say five or six months after she got that job, because she had like come to the office and showed us her new car that she bought when she got the new job, the the new Mm -hmm. jack-in-the-box job. And it was like, it also makes me wonder how she got the job because they did fly her down to LA to interview her. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, so what happened behind closed doors? Like, how did she get this job? Because she wasn't qualified. Mm -hmm. So either Mm -hmm. she lied on her resume or she gave somebody a treat and they gave her the job (laughs) because (laughs) she could not handle that job. Now, I'm an intelligent person. Uh You know, I have a 130 (laughs) IQ. I'm pretty smart and I'm pretty accomplished, but I could never run. I could never be the GM of a Uh of a restaurant chain store. Like, I don't have that knowledge and neither did she. And so about five months after she got that job, I got a phone call from a creditor saying, "Um, hi, she put you down as a reference on her car loan and now we cannot find her. Do you know where she is? (laughs) So she defaulted on her loan and like moved and just like took the car. Wow. (laughs) And they couldn't find her. (laughs) And I'm guessing she probably moved because she was probably evicted because she was living in a condo. And, mm. and stuff so mm-hmm. it was the, the, her big mistake was spending everything when she first yeah. started getting paid but actually her first mistake was interviewing for a job that she had no idea how to do but if it was me i would have like just gone and gotten a rental and be like be flashy that way and then like took a <laughs> what she was oh you mean a rental car you're like driving yeah, up in a yeah. rental mercedes hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a test run, man. That would have been suspicious. I think she bought like a used Honda or something. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. What's your next funny story? Like, what other? What else do you have? Okay, here we go. Picture it. Twenty Sicily, nineteen (laughs) thirty-two. Okay, twenty eleven, Montana. Okay, and um, I was working at a theater, and oh gosh, that's bad too. Wait, wait, were you the janitor? (laughs) <laughs> no but that was part of the job description what what was your okay what yeah. was your job and what were your responsibilities so basically when you work in a theater if you're if the managers feel like you can be cross-trained then you will and i was cross-trained and everything and that's one thing i would like to mention every job that i get i like to be cross-trained i always ask that because then mm-hmm. you get paid more your likelihood of being promoted goes up yeah definitely uh, you know and so here i i got cross-trained within a month of being hired and so here we go here here's the story oh boy so i'm working it's late at night and we find that there's something suspicious going on because i went into a theater room and i saw that there was a guy up in the top row and i just got a weird vibe from and so next day i know i leave and a customer comes out she's like Hey, um, I have my sons with me and we're sitting like right across from this gentleman and he just took his junk out and started peeing in his cup. I think I I think the word gentleman isn't the proper word for this. No, pedophile. It's a pedophile. Sex offender. Sex offender. So So he was what wait, what do you remember what movie it was? Like was the movie happening at the time? I don't remember what movie it was. But the movie was playing at the time? The movie was playing, So he just didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom. And so he he peed in the... Lazy That is so gross. So what did you you, do? So, you know, I'm little. I don't deal with confrontation very well. So I went and got a male employee who was a big guy. That was probably wise. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I need your help with something. I need you to help me. Um, kick this guy out of the theater and we need to make a report and we need 
and you basically need to you know keep him here until the police get here because that's not okay so and then he's like oh yeah can you call so-and-so over another male employee to help restrain him to keep him in the theater and the manager was like if i have to i'll lock the doors and keep him in here yeah and so he went in the guy (laughs) came down and like how nonchalant he was pissed me off even more he's like well i had to pee and i didn't want to miss the movie i'm like Dude, you realize you just expose yourself to children, children and therefore you're going to be on the sex offender list. I think that's how it works. I don't know. But he yeah, was. I don't he, know, uh, either, but I think so. So Wait, I let, asked. Let, let's think back to my law and order um, <laughs> knowledge. What happens on law and order? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> crimes. Let's talk about crimes today. So. I instantly like okay I need to go get that lady and I know it's gonna be awkward but I need her to come out here so she can make a statement yeah for at least us for our records and if she wants to go before the police then at least we'll have her information we can forward it to the police Mm -hmm. and so she did she gave us the statement and she's like I don't feel comfortable just staying here and we're in the lobby together I don't want to be around him I don't want my kids being around him right and so I escorted her to her car and then I came back and the police came and he was booked he was booked for indecent exposure then yeah and he'll end up he's among probably a minor sex, he's probably on the sex registry then oh my god what a dumbass yeah, right? so you're too lazy to get up and go like you don't want to quote unquote miss the movie and now you're a sex offender it okay, takes guys way. like two minutes <laughs> to go to the bathroom yeah. and come back like i can, i'm a woman and i can go to the bathroom i can and then there's that app called run p have you seen that no, what is there, it? It's called Run P, and it's an app for your phone. And they watch every single movie, and then they tell you in the app when's a good time to go to the bathroom or to go get snacks. Mm-hmm. So it's oh. like in this scene, after so and so says this line, then it slows down. You can go to the bathroom. Dude, that's smart. I know whoever invented it is brilliant, but we that's use it. When, we use it every time we go to the new movies. Every time, dude. Now I'm gonna have to. Well, <laughs> if theaters ever open up. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> well, I guess theaters are supposed to open up soon, but I don't know what the restrictions are going to be. Probably, um, but like, yeah, take like chairs out. You can't <laughs> just wait until it's like a slow time of the movie, and you can just run out and come back in five minutes, and then maybe yeah. like ask one of you what he missed if he missed anything i mean i doubt yeah. he, oh my god he's so dumb and that's the thing as like when you go in to do theater checks you're allowed to like watch the movies for a little bit mm-hmm. and then as employees you also get to see movies for free like right one free movie and then you get your own dibs on posters and stuff which mm-hmm. you know the, the perks <laughs> of working at a theater is pretty cool like I was, if you're a teenager <laughs> If you're a teenager, if you, oh my God, there's this episode of Friends where Monica goes out with, okay, (laughs) Chip Matthews, he took Rachel to the prom and then he went missing and she found him having sex with Amy Welch. Yes, Uh I remember all this because I've seen Friends 20 million times. (laughs) So Monica like runs into him in town and he asks her out. And so Rachel lets her go. She's like, don't go. He did this to me. And so anyway, she ends up going on the date and he's just telling all these really stupid like fart stories and like (laughs) when they gave this architect a wedgie and so she she was like so tell me about yourself I don't even know what you do and he's like you know what I do I still work at the theater she's like you still work at the theater (laughs) and he's like I wouldn't give that job up free popcorn and candy I can get you posters for your room and she's like no thanks I'm set do you still live with your parents well yeah but I can stay out as late as I want like that oh my god (laughs) that's what that's dude 
That's, that's a freaking like a, millennial. That's, that's the millennial male. I know. And this episode was like in 1998 or something. So it's, oh my like, God. it's like the millennial before their time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the blueprint for a millennial male. Oh, it was so funny. So what else happened at that to you at that job? Anything else? <laughs> All right. So in the theater, you go left or right, like a typical theater, mm-hmm. you know, with the rooms and whatnot. So I went right. And on the right side is the family bathroom. I go do a theater check and I come out and I'm passing the family bathroom and I hear, ha! I'm like, oh no. Oh no. What? So I go closer to the door and it's a guy and a woman doing it. Oh I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And they, were being, and they were being loud? Loud. I could, well, loud enough for me to actually hear it when passing by. Yeah. And I was pretty close to the door. And um, my God! And that's another thing. We had to call the police. Come like, dude, sex in a public place. You guys are idiots. Exhibitionists. Did the the police get there before they were already gone, or like, what happened? No, we made sure that they stayed at the theater for sure. But I'm like, I'm not clean. I'm not cleaning up that mess. No freaking way. (laughs) I'm not cleaning that bathroom. No. Because you you could tell that there are certain body fluids on the wall <gasps> no no there no, was no. stuff on the walls there was stuff on the wall yeah what and that I, is so disgusting i told one of the older employee that that was there i can't remember her name she was super nice i'm like listen i caught them dude i can't i'm i'm not gonna not clean that up that. and she's like it's fine I'll, I'll do it no worries but god. oh my god like i've never caught anyone on job doing it <laughs> wait wait let me let me back up to the bowling alley um i did however go into one of the photo booths and did find a picture that of so much butt on the picture and i'm like oh my god <laughs> a picture of their butt that's original <laughs> yeah i'm like man so, i love how confident these kids are getting right so when you so you you called the police on these people that yeah. had sex in the bathroom and so did yeah. they did they come the police did come because you know again there's children in this area you know it's yeah. a theater it's a public area and of course you're gonna get in trouble especially if you're still on the premises because that we did keep them in the lobby and then the manager is there and he's like this is not okay we got to file a report with the police and blah 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 and so oh my um, god they did they did go the did they look horrified when they found out that they were going to be <laughs> that you were calling the police yeah they're like oh the kids are home we were going on a date night <laughs> so get a hotel like, right <laughs> they're like the family room was right there it was available i'm like oh my god like, I sympathize, but oh my oh god. Oh my god. Come on. This one I'm going to talk about was my last office job I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It was, it made me say never again. Um, so I got a job as a receptionist at a commercial construction firm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Note to note to listeners: Never work at a, constru- a commercial construction <laughs> firm. <laughs> it's really bad. But it was. It seemed like a dream job because it was fifteen dollars an hour mm-hmm. for to be a receptionist, like to answer phones and file papers and like organize bids and stuff like that. Like easy, easy work. Well, the person who had the job before me was the boss's daughter, so it was a oh. company business, but it was like their last name and son. Like he never even talked to his daughter about making her a partner in the firm. He just automatically made his son a partner and made his daughter work the front desk. 
That's messed up. Because he's very, like, this man, I'm, I'm sure he's dead now because he was, like, almost <laughs> 80 when I got this job in 2003. And, uh-huh. like, he was, he smoked like a chimney, and I'll get into that. There's just no way he's still alive. But mm-hmm. at the time, he was just such a chauvinist pig. He hated women. He thought we were stupid. He treated us like we were stupid. So I had this job and I basically the first, I want to say the first month I was busy because I was fixing all of his daughter's mistakes. And then after that, I didn't really have much to do. So he also hated music and music was not allowed in the office. And we, we were supposed to be silent all the time. So if it, I'm not kidding. So if I had nothing to do because I fixed all of his dumbass daughter's mistakes, and all the filing was done, I literally had to just sit at my desk in silence and do nothing until the phone rang. So like, it was like a school. It was like prison. <laughs> more, It was more like prison, actually. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And so he was, one day he was like showing pictures, like being all proud, like, look at, look at my safari pictures, my safari in Africa. And there's all these pictures of him next to dead animals that he uh. had shot. And one of them was a white leopard. Oh, my God. He had so much money that he was able to pay to kill an endangered animal. That's disgusting. So he's sitting there, and I got this look on my face of just absolute horror. Because you know I love animals. You know I hate Mm -hmm. animal cruelty. I absolutely am against hunting if you're not going to eat the meat. I don't have a problem with people hunting if they're going to eat the meat. Mm -hmm. But hunting for sport, I am against. I think it's morally wrong. So, so he's showing us, he shows this picture of this white leopard and he is just puffing out his chest. He is just so proud. And I'm like, you killed that beautiful animal. Like I was almost in tears. And ever since that moment, he made my life a living hell. He Mm -hmm. used to smoke cigars inside the office, which in California is illegal. So he would smoke and the whole office would just be full of cigar smoke. But the worst part is that he would smoke and blow the smoke directly into my face because ah. he knew how much I hated it. Jeez, and he did what a not douche. like me. He, he was. In fact, he gave everybody in the office Christmas bonuses. His, mm-hmm. pro- pro- his um, project manager got 10 grand. I got nothing. Oh, I got nothing. God. Actually, I was going to get nothing. And then the bookkeeper was like, well, aren't you going to give Don something? He's all, give her 50 bucks. Like, it was oh, just a God. slap in my face. And no matter what I did and how good of a job I did, it just didn't matter because I was a woman. And I didn't believe in hunting. And I didn't like his cigars. So it was just constant, just cussing in my face, screaming at me. Like he was, okay, so I can't say the word that he loved to use. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do like Joey did on Friends. And I'm going to replace this word with the word puppy. (laughs) Puppy. So remember on Friends when when Phoebe (laughs) was working at the, on set and the director was like, if your mother puppy friend doesn't, I'm going to. Fire her mother puppy ass. So anyways, (laughs) that's what I'm doing. Okay. So he would like come, I would walk into the office and he would like come up to me and just start yelling in my face, where's my puppy coffee? Get me my God dang puppy coffee right now. And he would just scream. And so, and it was anything. It was like, get me this, you stupid mother puppy piece of crap. Like it was just... That's how he was. He was extremely abusive. And I was just, I got so tired of it, especially screaming and cussing at me to bring him his coffee. Mm -hmm. So one day, and he was highly, highly addicted to coffee. 
highly addicted to caffeine. Like he would drink like, I don't know, multiple cups of coffee a day, all day long, he would drink coffee because he was really old. (laughs) So he didn't have very much energy. So he got pretty much all of his energy by like being hopped up on caffeine all day. So one day I decide to mess with him. And so I made the coffee. He told me to make the mother puppy coffee. So I did. So I cut it half with regular coffee and half with decaf. Oh my God. (laughs) So at first, and and this went on for a couple of days. And at first he was just feeling kind of crappy. He's like, man, I'm Mm. tired. I wonder if I'm getting sick. Like, I just don't feel good. And so then after a couple of days, I went ahead and just switched it all over to decaf. And just bringing him cup after cup. And he's like, all, he comes out of his office. He's holding his cup of coffee. He comes out of his office. He's standing in the middle of the office. And he's got his hand on his head. And he's like, man, God, I have a mother puppy headache. Like, God, dang it. You know, I, have, I feel like crap. I think I need to go home and lay down. Like, I think I'm getting sick. And I'm like, I think you are. I think Maybe you you're dying. Home. I know maybe you're dying. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm like, oh, that's too bad. You really should go home. And I did that and then like not too long after that I ended up getting fired. And you know how I got how I got well I actually got quote unquote laid off. And it was mm-hmm. because his daughter flunked out of college for the second time and well what happened was she flunked her biology course for the third time and Oh jeez. That got her kicked out of college because she was really 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 stupid. Like I said, when I started working there, I was fixing all her mistakes because she's just, she's an idiot. So she just doesn't have any intelligence at all. And she just could not do college. And so she flunked out. So as soon as she flunked out, they're like, well, we're firing you because we're giving her your job. We're giving, and that's nepotism and that's against the law. So when Mm -hmm. I called the the labor board about him smoking in the office, they did nothing. Uh. Because they're like, well, we can't. And I'm like, it's illegal. What are you, are you serious? So, like, I actually could have sued after, and I could have sued the labor board as well if there were any, like, damage to my lungs or anything like that, or even just for harassment. But mm-hmm. I just moved on my merry way because I don't, I don't have time for that. But, yeah, so <laughs> it was just – so, yeah, I, you know, switches coffee for decaf. So, hey, you want me to make your mother puppy coffee? Here you go. Dude, if he was still alive, I'd be like, hey, Don, let's send that fart spray to him. Oh, my God, the fart spray. But when he opens it, it it compresses it. I still haven't used that stuff. I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. And so, like, all of this combined has made me swear on my life that I I will never work for somebody else. Yeah. Again, like never. Like I said, like, like crack whore, like, you know, janitors <laughs> below crack whore, but like at least when you're a crack whore, you're self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> at least you're your own boss, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, and start, so I started my wedding photography business in 2005. Mm-hmm. And believe me, <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> it was oh, not dude, fun at did. all. No, like when you, and it's not so much like this anymore because now there's so much more education available, online education workshops. But back then, you know, in mid, mid 2000s, wedding photography was really just starting to become a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I was coming into it just as things were starting to become photojournalistic and interesting and beautiful and creative. And so it, it's a lot different now, you know, we have things like Pinterest, we have other blogs from other photographers we can look at, we have online workshops we can take. 
So back then I really had nothing. And so it was one of those things where I just had to, by trial and error, figure it out. And just like anyone else starting out, you start out dirt cheap, you know? So when you're shooting weddings for under a thousand dollars for six hours, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not going to be at the Ritz, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like this one time. Oh my God, this is so bad. In fact, I wrote a blog post about it a couple years ago because it was just like, for some reason, this job popped into my head and it just made me think of how far we've come. Cause now we're like shooting at wineries and, I'm a Yosemite specialist, Yosemite wedding and elopement specialist. And so I have like all these amazing jobs I do now that are beautiful and wonderful and the clients are great and they're super high class. But like that wasn't the case. And, you know, I live in the Central Valley. It's not an affluent area. Yes, there's money here. uh, There's money here. But it's like in general, like 80 percent of the population is not doesn't have money, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you're shooting these weddings for less than a thousand dollars, you end up pl- at places like the fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, I, you heard me right. So I had this wedding and it was just the saddest <laughs> thing too, because the bride and groom oh. were so sweet, but it was just this really, really cheap, cheap, cheap wedding. And so it was at the fairgrounds and they rented like one of the fairground buildings, you know, mm-hmm. and they had left the swamp cooler on overnight because it was like in July and you know how hot it gets in July in the Valley. Like it's over a hundred degrees. It's gross. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, the hottest I've ever photographed in is 114. Uh, How do you do that? How do you survive doing that? Like working in 114 degree. When you're, when you're a wedding photographer, you get this like lizard brain thing where you literally just, when my camera's in my hand, I don't even think about anything else. Like I photograph Mm -hmm. with the flu, I photograph, you know, I've done it all. Um, You just get into the zone. It's just like any other artist, like a painter who paints all night long because they're in the zone and they don't even feel tired. It's the same thing. So what you do is you try to drink things like lemonade and punch and things like that because water alone doesn't do it. Like, oh, it, okay. because you're sweating so, I'd be sweating so profusely and you would need to have, like, I would also pour salt in my mouth and take drinks of water. Oh. But yeah, you have to have sugar and salt in the water that you're drinking. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's just no good. It goes right through you. You pee it out. You sweat it out. Uh, and then you go home and you're very sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thankfully, geez. that's only, I've only done that twice at two different jobs. And one of them was really short. Actually, they were both kind of short jobs. But, um... Again, cheap weddings outdoor in the summer because it's cheaper. I don't do that stuff anymore. I mean, I do. I mm-hmm. was photographing a wedding at a at a winery up in in Plymouth, California, which is also in Gold Country, up like on the way to Sacramento. And yeah. um, it wasn't even that hot that day. It was like eighty five, ninety, and I was standing in the direct sun taking pictures of the bride and groom. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't feel well. And so Mark grabs me a chair and I sit down and then I just start throwing up into the vines. Like Uh, I got heat exhaustion and I just started vomiting into the vines. And the bride and groom were like, we can be done now. It's fine. We've taken so many pictures. And I'm like, no, I'm not done. I have one more set to do. And I'm like barfing into the vines. (laughs) And so thankfully they couldn't see me, but they could hear me. So then after I was done throwing up, I just picked up the camera and kept on shooting. And that's what being a wedding photographer is like. So here we are at the fairgrounds and it's so flippin' hot. It's like hot as balls. It's so hot. (laughs) And the building is humid. It's full of this dank humidity because they have 
closed all the doors and left the air the swamp cooler on all night. Mm. So the cake was this like terrible knockoff. So there was this movie um, back in the early 2000s and it had this, and I forget the name of the movie. It had Mandy Moore in it. And uh, her mom was played by um, somebody super famous. Anyways, they were like wedding planners. And so, and one of them was a baker. And so the cake from that movie was the inspiration for this cake. Well, it was like that show nailed it. Have you ever seen that show? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It started out as a blog like forever ago. But yeah, so it was like just really poorly done, right? It was just like lumpy and it was, it was so bad. But because of the humidity in the, in the building, that cake just sunk and crumpled and just fell. It was horrible. And so <laughs> oh, we're shooting no. in this building because, you know, I mean, we were outside doing portraits in the blazing heat and then the whole reception was inside and it was just this really tacky old like fairground building with like long tables you would see in like a school cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And I was I, like made the mistake of because, you know, I always wear black when I shoot weddings and this is why I wore green pants that day. And, like, I was sweating so bad that it looked like I had peed myself because there was so much water, like, on my pants. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. And I was like, Mark, do the candidates. I'm going to go to the car. And I would have to go to the car, blast the air conditioner, and, like, point it at my crotch to try and dry (laughs) this, like water that looked like I had peed myself I could totally see groomsmen snickering about it it was awful it was awful and then like so I would go out to the car and like blast the air conditioner and like point it at my face and my crotch and just like come back out and I just had to do that like every half hour I'm like I was sweating so profusely it was so boiling hot like all the every person in that building had like sweat rolling down like sweat beaded on their face and like the bridal party like their makeup was sliding off like it was so bad (laughs) and like the last straw was when I walk into the bathroom in this building and I look up on the ceiling and there's just these giant wads of wet paper towels Uh, that somebody uh, has thrown uh, up on the ceiling and it's like the whole entire ceiling is covered (laughs) in lumps of, of like dried paper towel that were like people had gone in there probably kids wadded up wet paper towels and just like thrown them onto it so they would stick in the ceiling like and and because the fairgrounds just doesn't care about anything they like never even cleaned it up you know so and it was Uh it was Uh god it was so bad and it was like when we shot the ceremony like no joke the way that they set it up and it's like now if something like this were to occur, I would go get somebody and I'd be like, you have to move the dumpster. Like, it can't be behind the bride when she's walking down the aisle. Mm-hmm. But here I am shooting this <laughs> wedding and, you know, I'm taking pictures of the bride and her father walking up the aisle and right behind him is a giant dumpster. Uh. <laughs> Trailer trash. No, I'm Can't <laughs> fix that <laughs> in post. Oh, so man. it was just horrible. And then there was this other time when um i was shooting a wedding in in escalon and that whole day was just kind of like a mess but at the reception so the bride at 15 emancipated herself and moved in with her boyfriend's family Mm -hmm. and they took her on as a foster child so the whole joke (laughs) of the day was oh you're marrying your foster brother you know (laughs) brother and sister getting married (laughs) but anyways but they were together before she moved in but anyway so her mother showed up at the wedding and before the ceremony started, like when the bride was like hiding in this little like schoolroom at the church, 
the mom was like, I want to see my daughter. And the bride was like, I don't want to see her. So we wouldn't let, so we're like, that's fine. If you don't want to see her, you don't have to see her. So we kept her out of that room. And then at the reception, like everything came to a head. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting, me and my assistant, I had a friend with me as an assistant that day because she owed me money and she wouldn't pay me back. So I made her work it off. (laughs) So we're sitting like towards the back of the reception hall, just like eating our dinner. And all of a sudden we hear all this commotion. We look up to the front of the room and all of a sudden we, the bride, uh, the groom is like shouting, don't talk to my mother that way. And he just starts throwing fists and like this fist fight breaks out between like the bride's mother and aunt and all of their cronies and then like the groom's family (laughs) and so it starts with like four or five people throwing fists and then it's just it's just bigger and bigger and then you've got 30 people brawling at this (laughs) wedding reception in Escalon which is like a hick town with like nothing but cows right yeah so you've got all these cowboys like throwing fists and hitting each other and it's just it's not stopping it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it turns into a brawl. Oh so I turn around, and I'm like, you, and I point at somebody who had a cell phone in her hand. I'm like, you, call 911 right now. And she just <laughs> stared at me. I'm all, now, now. So she calls 911. <laughs> she was like the seventh or eighth person to call, and they just weren't coming. Like, time uh. was passing, and they just weren't coming. And I was like, I'm going to go get somebody. And so down the street, and this was Christmas time, and so down the street, there was a Christmas parade, and all the police were there. And that's why nobody was coming because they're like, well, they're busy at the parade. We can't send anybody. And I'm, and I'm like, this can't continue because like Mm -hmm. this pretty soon chairs are going to start to be thrown. Like it was, it was Uh, getting to the Jerry Springer level. WWE. It was, well, just think Jerry Springer. Just think. Oh no. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It was getting that bad. And so I run out the house and this is when I was pretty heavy. Like I was a good 180 pounds and I'm only five feet tall. So I was pretty, I was a chunk. And I am just like literally running full speed down the street to the parade, come up to the first cop I find and say, there's a brawl fight at the wedding reception up the street and we need you guys to come. It's getting bigger and bigger. We can't stop it. And he's Mm -hmm. like, all right. So he calls to his partner. They hop in the car. And of course, they make me walk back. Rude. I know. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Cops come, and by the time I get back to the reception hall, they've got people in handcuffs, and yeah. So that's the that's the level of wedding that I started out at. Jeez. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the industry is really difficult. And, like, I don't have as many difficulties as my, a lot of my colleagues do because I, I specialize mm-hmm. in small weddings and elopements, and I vet everybody. Like, I... I won't, if I have any kind of inclination that this person is going to be rude or they're controlling or just any kind of a gut reaction, I won't take the job. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, and that's a rarity in our industry because a lot of photographers, they'll just take everything because they're greedy and they want to make all the money. And it's like, that's fine, but you're going to have problems. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these photographers that I see in other, in forums and on Facebook pages, they have a lot of problems, like especially right now with all the rescheduling from COVID-19. We have people blackmailing photographers for money. We have people, you know, bashing them online to get yeah, money back. We have, yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of dishonesty going on, like brides who cancel their wedding and want their money back. They're lying to the photographer and saying, oh, the venue canceled on us. And then when they call the venue, they're like, that didn't happen. That's a lie. So there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. And then, in fact, we I was on the phone or I was on chat 
on Facebook chat with a colleague who I like a lot. We talk a lot and they have this problem with a couple. And she was telling me the husband sounds, the groom sounds horrible. It's, it's very, very clear that he's abusive toward the bride in at least verbally. He won't let her talk. Like he's super controlling. And I'm like, did you have any like inclination that he was like this when you hired them or when they hired you? And she goes, well, I knew he was really arrogant. And I'm like, you shouldn't have booked him then. I said, I never, ever would have booked that couple. Because you knew he was arrogant. I won't work with somebody who's arrogant. So then this other, oh my God, this one photographer posts in one of the forums an email. She like blacked out the person's name and like their email address, but she posts a screenshot of this email and it was literally a bride. So they were hiring her to shoot their wedding. This Mm -hmm. email said something like, well, we have a question about the contract. We would like to add something. (laughs) If we get divorced... (laughs) can we have all our money back from (laughs) our wedding photography? (laughs) Dude, that's a bad sign. If if we get divorced, can we have all our money back? Um, Number one, if you get divorced, it doesn't mean she didn't do anything for you. She still did the job. So why should she have to give you money back because you can't make your marriage work? And number two, if you're already thinking about getting divorced, you probably shouldn't be getting married in the first place. Dude, right? (laughs) I have a million stories about wedding photography, like a million. I'm sure that you you guys will hear other ones in other episodes as as it comes up, but because um, that's what I do for a living. But yeah, I was like, you. I'm like, this cannot be real. Like you made this up, you photoshopped this, and she's like, I swear, I swear to God, this is the email I got. I could not believe it. I was like, <laughs> I, immediately I would have written back and said, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't think I'm the right photographer for you. I would have fired him right, right on the spot. I, yeah. Cause that is just so <laughs> weird. That is so weird. And it's like, so you're saying, oh, if we get divorced, can we have all our money back? Well, when they get their photos are going to, are they going to say, we don't like these? Can we have our money back? You know what I mean? Like they're already asking yeah. for money back. They're talking about divorce already, and they're not even married. Like, this is just not, like, I would never take that job. <laughs> no, that's dumb. Like, you would think, oh, would they go to the city hall and ask for the money back for the marriage license? That's they what everybody, everybody was posting, because this was something I saw on a Facebook group, and everybody was posting, oh, so are they going to ask the venue? Like, if we get divorced, can we have our venue fee back? Are they going to ask the caterer? Like, if we get divorced, can we have all the money back from the food that you gave us? Like, no. <laughs> Of course not, you idiot. Like, here's your Darwin Award. Don't get married. Please don't procreate. Please don't procreate. You guys are idiots. It's just like that movie Idiocracy, how, like, all the smart people were waiting to procreate, but all the stupid people were just popping out kids, and then pretty soon the world was just overtaken by stupidity. Yeah, that's what I see happening with this couple. I have no idea what happened either. Like, I'm not friends with the photographer. I don't, like, I've I've been so curious, though. (laughs) I've been so curious about it. We need a follow-up, man. I know, right? (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today and you want to hear more, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you are listening today. You can also follow us on social media. At Instagram, we are Crazy Lady Chronicles. Facebook, Crazy Lady Chronicles Podcast. And Twitter, Crazy Lady Cron. If you have a crazy lady story you'd like us to share, please write to us at hello at crazyladychronicles.com. And so like all of this combined has made me swear on my life that I will, I will never work for somebody else.
yeah. again like never like i said like crack whore like you know janitors <laughs> below crack whore but like at least when you're a crack whore you're self-employed yeah <laughs> at least you're your own boss right yeah yeah <laughs> 